0: Right now, being a teenager is stressful because it's too hard to fit in. Like, is, mm-hmm. is it better for me to break it down to him and let him know, like, look, man, you're gonna have different topics, I, like, you know. I, I think, that, think
1: that takes his entire life of being groomed that way to, um, I think it's a couple of things. To A, not care what other people think. Mm-hmm. So like, just not have that affect who you are. You don't change who you are to try and mold into something that's trendy. Um, like be yourself but so and that just i feel like takes an entire life of being told that along the way um and at the same time having such a good support system at home having just a loving home that's where i think you know that mom dad relationship is super important and having such a strong loving base at home where you are loved unconditionally uh no matter what you do uh, uh, that other people's opinions don't matter much that makes sense yes so you know, I think that, that because that's a real issue. I mean, we've heard that a lot as far as um, teenage anxiety, teenage depression, teenage suicide is skyrocketing uh, simply because everyone's trying to compare themselves. Everyone's trying to be better, be who they are not and try and fit in and try and be cool. And everyone's posing for like the perfect picture and adding filters to make it look right. Um, and then other people are seeing that and trying to compare themselves to it. Um, and I think just the, it, it's my natural skill. Like in high school, um, I never cared about fitting in. It was just, I'm going to go my way. If you guys come with me, it's great. If you don't, I just think you're idiot. <laughs> so like, I just, I was so cocky, I guess, that I just always felt I was right. Like I didn't care what I wore. I wore, um, I, was I was in high school, in the in the, the football team and the team sports, which I was involved in. They give you maroon shorts and gray shirts and it says your sport team and you know the the school name and logo. That's all I wore for four years. I wore gray shirts and maroon shorts because they gave them to me free, and I just did not. get, They were usually not super clean. <laughs> I wear them two, three days in a row. I had you know thirty pairs of each, um, but I never cared about fitting in in that sense. Um, and it was just my innate personality. Like I, I, I don't remember specifically being like groomed or or raised that way, but I probably was. Just who cares? Like. Fitting into something trendy is just stupid. Like the trend is going to change. The people that are cool right now in middle school aren't going to be necessarily cool in high school, and those kids aren't going to be cool later on in life. Like, um, so the ability as a parent to kind of navigate that, depending on your child's kind of personality, just say like, fitting in just isn't that important. Like, be a good person, you know, be a moral person, be who we raised you to be. Um, we're going to love you at home. So, who really cares about what other people think? Uh, and they'll just find things that, that that fit your culture and, and fit your morals and values, and are also good people. And if they're not the cool kids, fine. Just don't god out with cool kids, but you know, do what's right, and, and you know, be who you are. And just you're you're always going to hear and see that outside noise. But, um, just developing the ability to not let it put you. Are. And I'm not sure 100 percent how you do that. So I think part of it just, I think part of this is, you know, the first 14 years of their life kind of the opportunity that presents itself uh, to try and hone that skill. Um, we're doing that with our oldest right now. He's nine and he's very, uh, he's the entrepreneur. He's also a little on the OCD side um, and, and probably cares more about being cool than uh, than I ever did. And something, you know, Every chance I get, I, I, you know, we work with them on it. I've, you know, buying those cool jeans so you can fit in doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. Like, it doesn't add value to you as a person. It doesn't change who you are. Um, and in the end, nobody really cares anything. Like, what, one person, is the same thing. I feel the same way about cars. I've never cared about vehicles. Like, I've never cared what the guy sitting next to me at the red light thinks about my vehicle. So I drove older, beat-up trucks just because, it gets me from A to B. It's loud, which I like. It uses a lot of fuel, which I like. And it's a 4x4, four four, which I like. And it's big. And when it gets dented at the store, I don't care. And when my kids make messes in it, I don't care. So it was never aesthetically pretty. Um, and the people around in the shopping centers and on the street probably didn't think much of that vehicle. But I just, I so genuinely did not care what they thought. They thought they were stupid and they were wrong. I mean, they're going to try and judge me based on a vehicle, you know, so that's the story I usually go to with him. Um, you know, when it comes down to clothes or buying something to be cool. Um, that's my story and I'm sticking with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I, I agree with you. hundred percent agree with you on that. I'm the same way. Like, you know, like you said, I wasn't really, I didn't fit in. I, I'll be honest. I didn't really talk to a lot of people in high school. I had a small circle because I was really I just didn't care you know like you said you know you you are who you are at the end of the day if they like you they like you if they don't they don't but yeah. it just I, it, it just like it blows my mind how a lot of a lot of kids growing up nowadays that they, they don't have that mentality like you know growing up a lot of people are more worried about what the other person' is doing versus what they're doing with themselves you know and yeah. I just I see that a lot and it, you know I try to understand but I just can't. And you know, I try to break it down to them and I try to explain it to them. Like it's, it's, it's something that you can't really go up and beyond and try to look at what other people are doing versus you. It's like, you know, like I always tell them like you drive looking forward, you know? You don't yeah. drive looking back.
1: And it's difficult when they're raised watching their parents trying fit in. When they're watching their parents buy cars that they can't afford to impress other people. That, because that is they can, true. W- when their parents are buying the clothes to fit in and be cool, when their parents are buying decoration to fit in with what's trendy so that their neighbors think they're cool, you know? So, and, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses, just trying to fit in as adults. So, and that, that
0: is
1: that's, gonna tough, that, that's gonna be a tough thing to teach. But I think the, the model is probably, probably an important thing as well. All right, we'll start. Uh, welcome to One Hundred Percent Dad Interviews with Dads, uh, Caesar. I know nothing about you, so you gotta you gotta fill me in on the basics: name, uh, if you're married, how many kids you got, all that kind of jazz. Uh, yeah,
0: twenty years old, twenty-eight years old. You know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been with somebody for about already twelve years, so you know that's where my four year comes from. Somebody uh, does. Somebody have a name? Uh, her name is Jaritza
1: okay so you got high school sweethearts
0: yeah we've been we've been you know we had our ups and downs already you know yeah a lot of a lot of good moments a lot of bad moments but you know we're still sticking through that's uh, every relationship yeah I mean I eventually i had to f- figure it out the hard way you know but obviously you trying to figure out there's something best out there but it's not always greener on the other side so yeah so you know pretty I, much bad.
1: So you got a four-year-old, you you're, you're uh, got a long-term girl, uh, 12 years since you were 16. Uh, what do you do for a living?
0: I uh, work for an oil and gas company. I uh, went to the fracking business.
1: You're in Texas, then?
0: Yeah, you're in Texas. Okay. So, uh, what part of Texas? Much, uh, we're, I'm, I'm located in Houston, Texas. Okay. I know where yeah, that is. Yeah, where, uh, that's where we located at. Uh, it's pretty much in this assembly line. Obviously, right now Texas is getting hard, hard hit with oil and gas, but you know we're still managing to stay alive for the moment. Oh yeah, Gosh.
1: has that changed at all? I remember when oil was crashing. I mean, it was great at the pump because yeah, the cost well, went down insane.
0: I mean, right now I was there's a lot of contracts that been canceled due to the whole pandemic stuff going on. Pretty ah, much, ah, you know. Ah, Either the uh, governor, and everybody else trying to maintain that, just have one to a point where like they don't want to. Apparently, close I wouldn't say places, but right now there's yeah. been a lot of layoffs. Like, pretty. Wait, layouts, how do you say? You, you, I, I, I need you to speak. Yeah, I, need, I need. I need you to
1: speak up a little survival, bit. I'm having trouble hearing you.
0: Right sorry, sorry. For so the most part. Of Caesar, Albert, is, Years slowly years old, but surely picking up. I have one four-year-old. Uh, everything's promised uh, uh, in 2021. Obviously, you've got Uh, reaction going a on. So um, that's yeah. an yeah. important place to <laughs> factor with all the guys, too, over here. Same, um, same girl too, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Had a bunch of layoffs. Yeah, same girl for a long time. We've here in like, quarter. I guess quarter, you're in tech a year. And right. they're pretty much planning for 2021. i Common law got it. 2020, it's already yeah. out, the,
1: out the window. What do you do in the oil and gas? Yes. I'm having trouble hearing you, uh, so really, I might go grab some uh, headphones on.
0: Technician. Okay. So we okay. Uh, we assemble the frack or they call frack pumps. So, okay. yeah, so pretty much right now we're just right now we're just doing anything that comes up, to be honest. I mean there's really not a lot of sales going on. Of course work for, you know, for all these oil companies that are in the west west side of Texas, like uh, Odessa, uh, Midland all that stuff right now but yeah. Uh, so they, they had a lot of layouts as well so you know we're just trying to figure out what's going to happen. You ready for that if that happens to you? Um, I have no choice. I stay ready. You know that's just my motto. I always got to stay ready yeah. just because you never know right. I've been looking at other, other jobs as well. How long you been with them? I've been with them five years. Started with them in 2015.
1: Okay, and you've already survived a few rounds of layoffs it sounds like. Oh,
0: yes. A uh, couple some, right. couple rounds, but you know, so they to, so they like you. And that and I'm, I like to learn, so I have I have more than, you know, one skill trait, you know, I move around, I know how to do more than one thing, so obviously right now they have me bouncing from one department to a different department just do whatever they need me at the moment.
1: How how are you getting prepared in case that in, or that day does happen?
0: Uh, right now, at the moment, I'm uh, actually just enrolled at this uh, life insurance as a sales guy. So I'm I'm getting my fingerprints. Oh, my yeah. You so already I'm passed gonna, the test? Nah, I have to take the test, but I gotta get my background okay. check first and then do my fingerprints and all that good stuff. And then after that, I have to take the test. Okay. Yeah, as you know, like I said, I just wanna get ahead and be proactive about it. Uh, I don't want to get caught off guard That's smart yeah because I mean you got you got uh, a couple months and then it's like no the year's over and then you got Christmas and then that'll be the that would not be a good thing to to
1: go through again No, uh, do you guys uh is I wouldn't think that business is too seasonal is it
0: uh well in December we get it's a two-week sh- shut off we do a whole facility shut off because there's no sales going on so we get Christmas and New Year's paid off, but okay. uh, seeing the things sorry seeing how things are going right now, I don't know. They probably just tell us, you know, either you have a choice: two weeks no pay, or you can use your sick time or your uh, vacation time. So we'll see how it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you you stockpiling cash at home.
0: Yeah, so you know, I mean, you have, I have no choice. You know, start coupling couple subscriptions. You know, Netflix had to go. Amazon yeah. has to go and you know, it's pretty much just kind of all expenses that I don't that I don't really need. And yeah. But, and you know, hopefully it
1: doesn't happen. Correct. And then, Correct. you know, then you have a nice pile of cash at the end of all this and everything goes back to normal. That'd be a pretty sweet situation.
0: Yeah, it would. But like I say, saying, you know, you always gotta prepare for the you know, hopefully the best prepare for the worst, right? So you never right. know what's gonna happen.
1: So life insurance, uh um, uh, which I'm big on. I'm big on term life insurance. I feel like every dad needs to have that. It's just it's, yeah. it's one of those things. That it's almost irresponsible not to have it in my eyes just because if you go and you're the provider, my gosh, you just left your family, the, the people you supposedly love, in a, in a real tough spot. So man, It's so daggum cheap. Uh, right. That's a good, I mean, that could be a really good career. I've seen people, you know, I've seen a few people flame out of it, but uh, uh I've seen a lot of people do they yeah.
0: yeah, like they're just pretty much showing me how you got to stay consistent, you know, keep pushing, pushing. Uh, if, you know, within two years, yeah. you could budget, make a good amount of cash. And like, I it depends on the person, you know, it, every each individual is different. I mean, me personally, I like to be ambitious, like to keep going. I mean, yeah, I have my set my my setbacks, but you know, I still got to keep going. You know, I have a motive, you know, especially my little sure, one. You know? Yeah, he sees you, so and you and gotta he- keep going
1: anytime you're starting from scratch and sales, it's, uh, it's challenging. I mean, that, that first year is not going to be great. It's just, yeah. that's the reality of it. No matter what they tell you, and they'll all tell you, you know, uh, especially the bigger companies, the Aflacs and things like that, where they're always hiring and recruiting, um, you know, they'll kind of dangle that big carrot and, and show you a few examples of some people that did it real fast. But the reality is that stuff just takes time. Yeah. It takes time to, you know, to build that pipeline those sales and they kind of perfect your pitches and, and you know the way to handle some rejections and things like that. It just takes time out. But uh, it's a good career. I really think it is.
0: Yeah. That'd be I'm a good one. So, to you, so you, plan on,
1: you are you wanting to do that like part time first or you just jump uh, at the moment?
0: A- at the <laughs> moment, yes. I have a schedule that kinda of helps me out. I only work Monday to Thursdays. So pretty oh, much cool. I could do my afternoons and my weekends, so it's gonna be more of a part-time thing.
1: Is it a ten ninety-nine position, or is it a company kind of hiring you on on payroll?
0: Uh, pretty much. Uh, I really don't know much information on that yet. Okay. I just I didn't get that far with her. She's gonna give me into all that details on Monday. She's gonna have a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she had more than one person at at the conference. She had a Zoom. So uh, on Monday, she's gonna have a one-on-one with me, and I'm gonna ask her every single detail that I wanna know about it. You a book now.
1: No. There's nothing wrong with 10.99. It's, uh, you, you're you're in a, in a sense in business for yourself. You're just okay. selling her her, uh, uh, her product. What her she product. has actually doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so like you have to withhold, make sure you withhold your own taxes. So like mm-hmm. take at least 25% of everything every time you get a check from her. Take 25% set it aside because that's going to the government. Okay. And so you don't get to you don't want to get to the end of the year, and you know have made. Forty thousand bucks, and then they 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 ask you where their ten thousand bucks is, and you just you've already spent it. That'll be a bad thing. So, <laughs> uh, uh, but you get some, you get some more, uh, you know, some tax write downs or uh, expenses and things like that. Unless they've changed all that, uh, so it can be a good thing. But
0: yeah, well, according uh, to her, they they updated a lot of stuff, and she's gonna fill me into that. Like I told you, you know, there's a lot of like, I, like you said, there's a lot of things that play factor, you know, taxes and then a lot of commission percentage, sure. you know, who who gets what cut, and like, you know, there's a lot to it in the background that goes on, and I want, I really want to know. Like I told her, I want to give myself to, to do that just to be. So is it, is it a? Do you know if it's term life or whole life? uh well, like term term life, as in like.
1: So so term life policy. So that would be. Uh, you know, you come to me, want me to buy life insurance. You say, Hey, a 20 year policy for a million dollars is going to cost you, you know, 40 bucks a month and that's it for the next 20 years. And if you die, you get a million bucks. If you don't die, we get to keep the money. That's, that's oh, nah,
0: nah, nah, not like that.
1: Okay. So it's whole life where you're paying in, then you can get some cash back at certain times and things like that.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct, correct. I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, why is that so from the consumer standpoint uh, yeah. the good news is on the sales side your commissions on them are massive um, okay. especially if you get into like the higher dollar clientele uh, like I have some friends that are in the insurance business and you know they'll sell a, a really rich old guy on like a, a five six million dollar whole life policy and they'll make like a thirty forty thousand dollar condition it's a, for a commission like it's a it's a it's a big chunk uh, it's so expensive for the consumer so so I've had a lot of insurance guys pitch them to me before as ways of tax sheltering or saving and or you know transferring wealth to the next generation things like that and they're so insanely expensive for the amount of coverage they provide and then they're kind of they, they kind of act as an investment vehicle so they grow you know you can't see my quote so they grow in value and if you look at what that thing will grow in value to in 10 20 years after you've paid into it it, it's 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 a terrible investment. So you're better off getting, the, in my opinion, getting the term life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have a million dollar policy I pay 400 bucks a year for. So I only pay 400 bucks, I got a million dollars worth of coverage if I die. And then we do investing with our investment team. And that stuff's making, I mean, it's all over the board, but, you know, 12%, 15%, 8%, you know, 16%. It's, it's you know, depending on what it's plugged into. Um, okay. And this whole life, pol- this whole life policy seemed to be paying out like one, two, three percent at the end of twenty, thirty years. So, okay, it just it becomes really expensive coverage and a really bad investment tied into one. And then, and then you're just made to believe that it was a good thing. So, from a consumer standpoint, I don't like them. Okay. Um, from a salesman standpoint, man, you guys made some big bucks on them.
0: Okay. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that thing. <laughs> Good information, you know, to take because you know. Also, you know, you also want to see both sides of the, of the situation because you know, I'm just only hearing what she's telling me, right? But like I said, I wanna, I wanna know more. And I told her Monday, so I could do my own research as well.
1: Yeah, the people that sell them truly seem to believe really strongly in them. Um, and whenever I bring up that argument that I bring up, they tell me I shouldn't look at it like that. <laughs> and it, it doesn't mean, make sense. It,
0: so why not? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I I forget the reason why. It's been about four or five years since I've had that conversation with an agent. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was telling me, yeah, if I look at it from that standpoint, that viewpoint, then it's not good. But if I look at it from his standpoint, it is good. And I just can't exactly remember what that was. But I was like, well, it's very expensive insurance and a terrible investment. So, you know, this is something I'm spending money on. And I want insurance coverage, life insurance coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily need the investment. So I'll do the much cheaper in- life insurance. Correct. And, um, uh, and then I'll just do the investing on my own. Like yeah. we have always done.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's is a way to down. see it too. You know, like you also <laughs> want to, you want to get the best of both worlds, right? You want to get a good life insurance and good investments as well. But like yeah. you said, yeah, she only explained it to me as a salesperson. You know, she didn't explain to me the other sure. side, but I mean, I guess that's just her trying to get her build home network, you know, at the same time. Well, anybody in sales,
1: um, you know, you're always trying to recruit a team and build up a team. And, uh, you know, if you go that trajectory, then you'll probably get to that level too. Um, cause most salesmen, even though a lot of them probably should stay in sales, they end up going to the management level where you go from selling the product to selling people to join your team to sell, sell the product. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, yes. Um, so, I mean, that's how companies grow. And that's how more products get sold. So, um, yeah, you know, it's perfectly normal it's, it's it's what every single company does that has a sales
0: Question uh so what was the uh yep. Yep. what initiative started 100 dad or what, how did that came across with so the with
1: abbreviated that? the abbreviated story was um I used to I'd get these dreams um where I would die like it was just it was a weird thing so I just I didn't feel like I was very lucky so I thought somehow I was going to die like by the time I was 30 and I didn't want to leave my family in a pinch and mm-hmm. so I started writing, uh, uh, we owned a few small businesses. So I started like writing details, like a binder, I put it together, um, about how to run the business, like the day after I died, like you know, who, who my wife needs to call, what we need to tell the employees, what we need to tell our vendors, our customers. That way the whole thing didn't like crumble and collapse. Cause that was our only source of income. Um, mm-hmm. so I wrote that out. It was super detailed. And, like I went, went back and looked at it It was really, really good. It was like two inches thick. Um, and it really helped me with the business as well. I, I, I gained a new understanding of how we operate and was able to change some things. Um, but I thought that was so good that I replaced Townsend, the business owner, that I thought I would just kind of continue it and say, all right, let me start writing down things for my kids that in the event this actually does happen, um, that I'll, I'll be able to you know be a father past my death. Like I'll be able to pass a lesson why why I think this way and things like that. That way I don't leave my words in there kids that grew up without a dad. Um, so that was kind of how it all started. Um, I wrote wrote that. Um, um, I kind of turned it into a book, which is a terrible book. We never released it, never published it, um, or anything like that, because uh, parenting books suck. Um, and then we were getting ready to, um, we just felt like the call to sell our businesses, and so we sold them in 2019. So in preparation for that, we started kind of uh, creating a brand around it, and. Uh, uh, starting to put out just little bits of information, figured we just, uh, we had the financial ability to kind of retire and travel the country. So we'd mm-hmm. combine that um, with, you know, pushing the brand and, and getting more exposure and, and getting better at releasing the content. And that's kind of what we've done so far. So we're kind of taking pieces from that, that uh, those initial writings and just releasing them a uh, little bit, little, little bite-sized pieces at a
0: time. Okay. That sounds. Good. And then the, goal,
1: the goal is the goal. The goal is to grow. and If we can reach a lot of people, and um, you know, I, it, I feel like it's nice to have a positive dad voice out there because there's a lot of good dads. There's just there's just nothing that really gives them uh, like an affirmation, like uh, uh, oh, I agree with this. There's usually just all the dads. All the dad stuffs about jokes. All the dad stuffs about you know, stupid stupid things dad does or mistakes or. Um, goof ups or you know something sports based or uh, yeah you know, it's, it's all comedy based so to have something that's kind of um, strong and valid and moral and, and in a positive light I just feel like good dads appreciate and, and can uh, agree with and uh, if a dad out there is struggling and comes across it then it's something they can help them um, and then uh, Maybe if there's somebody out there without a dad that's watching it, you know, it's kind of they can get some wisdom from, or good dad wisdom from someone else, right. since they're not getting, you know. So that's sure. the whole kind of concept about it. How we how we twist that and turn that into a business? Not 100% sure yet. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> we'll kind of we'll kind of just keep pushing the content out for now. Uh, you know, everything's free. We're not selling anything. Um, uh, and then maybe one day we'll flip the switch and maybe get on some advertisers and things like that. Uh, I don't think we'll ever sell the content in a sense. It'll always be free to consume, but we'll see. But that's kind of how it started. That, that's where we are. And that's where we may or may not go.
0: So, <laughs> Yeah. You know, to see how it goes, you know, try it out. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah. But I mean, I have, I have,
1: I have plans for it. We just don't know if they'll come through. Um, okay. So, and then I'm, I've always been the business owner that's been willing to just change everything at a moment's notice. So um, that'll probably happen three or four times. So all my original plans with all of my businesses did not play out. So, my, it's also why I think business plans are stupid. So I never wrote a business plan because if I had, we would have sunk up because whatever <laughs> business plan, whatever my business plan would have said, like we ended up going yeah. in 180 degrees a different way. So, uh, just because you go where, where it makes sense, you know. Circumstances change, factors change. Yes. Uh, you know, you got to be able to be fluid.
0: Yeah, I mean not everything goes as planned. I agree with that, man. That's a a big one for me. I had big plans this year, and you know, even before pandemic started, you know, I started uh, last year, twenty nineteen. Uh, I had a I was playing uh, soccer and I had my ACO you know, had to get my ACL restored and, you know, had to get surgery on my knee. And after that, the pandemic started. And now we're here. And like you said, you know, it's a, he, that's not where I wanted to be at. But, like you, said, you know, he, as you go, you change. You change direction.
1: Man, so you've been on, like, health arrest for, what, like six months? Because ACL is a long recovery, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've been, I've been quarantined before even quarantine started kind of way. Like. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was – uh, I I tear my ACL in October. I got surgery like first week of November, and I was in bed for two months. After the, in January, I was back to you know walking. February, I start I start going back to work, and then next time you know, pandemic came and
1: I start all over again. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how were you paying the bills without working?
0: Oh well, good thing I had that. Uh, I had a third. Party insurance. Oh, okay. So, like a
1: short-term uh, disability.
0: Yeah, so I had uh, short-term disability, so you know that was pretty much covering part of it. But at the same time, you know, a couple savings went down with that. What percentage did that cover? Uh, they only covered sixty-five. Sixty-five percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's 65.
1: doable.
0: Yeah, sixty-five percent. Of course, you know, that's it's not it's not bad, but it's not that great either. You know, obviously, I had the good thing about it. Is, yeah, I, the good thing about it is I already had some time there, so I kind of used a whole month worth of vacation time just to kind of okay. just to kind of make that time up. But even, even besides that, it was quite a quite a good challenge for me. I say I say it's a challenge because you know that's the way I I like to put things out there.
1: Is your girl mad at you for for playing soccer uh, yeah, and then yeah. ruining in your 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 career?
0: Well, she was in, like, career, but she was more like, "Oh, this is it for you. I don't want to see, like, a ball or anything around. She just said, like, she just put it like this. If if you ever want to go play, just think about the time you were in bed and not be able to move anything. And I was like, oh, that's, good. that's a good way to put it. I'm, a, I'm an active person, you know, I like to stay active. Like, at the moment, all I could do right now is just bike, you know, bike ride, you know. Yeah. I'm starting to, you know, run a little bit, but still, I'm not I'm 100% there yet. I'll tell you this much. If you own a bike shop right now, you're making it. Yeah, no bike bikes. shops
1: are blowing up. Because everyone's biking now because there's nothing else to do.
0: Correct. I had my bike for over, for two years now, but uh, we tried to go get a bike for her. On Walmart Academy, all the bike shops are, are gone. <laughs> like, literally, they're gone. Yep. You know, people would have known that he would have invested money in a bike shop, like you said. Or
1: We had a friend with a bike shop right before we left, and he was just... I mean, he, he was stressed out because there, he was just getting pounded with so many people in the, in the store all the time. He just wasn't used to it. This because yeah. there's just, there's just nothing else to do. You gotta go ride your bike. <laughs> I mean, you can't yeah. go anywhere. And, uh, you know, that was it when everything was shut down for, for like that first month, uh, yeah. but yeah, raking it in though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's right now it's like it's a good way to do it. You know, stay biking, stay active. Uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people have gained weight during this whole pandemic. Cause, you know, all they've been doing is just eating, staying home, and of course, stress plays a lot of a lot when you're when you're uh it makes you gain weight as well.
1: Yeah, oh, it does. I've been on that trend for like two years now.
0: Oh, the which one?
1: The gaining weight. <laughs>
0: Well that's more of a personal thing or more of uh I just I just like to eat a lot or
1: I like food.
0: You like food? A lot of cars. Yeah, you yeah, should probably come to Texas. How'd
1: you uh how'd you end up uh finding out about this and us and all that jazz? Uh, it
0: just? Pretty much, uh it it popped up as a and, and uh, an Instagram. I just pretty much like what, you know, I have some quotes in there that I kinda like. So as you know, I went ahead and liked the, I like the page. You know, obviously, I that. A, yeah, I was there's a lot you know going on right now, with you know, pandemic, society, people thinking a certain way and all that, and I just think being being having a a father figure in part has a lot to you know play a factor, you know, in my opinion, right? Uh, yeah, you know, obviously. You know, we're trying, to, we're trying to raise our children. Well, me, personally, I'm trying to raise my children better and hey, give them better future than what I had. But when there's a lot lot going on around, it's like you're trying to prepare him for something that is way out of your control. And So
1: uh, have you talked to him at all? Uh, it's a him, right? You a boy?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a boy.
1: Uh, so, but he's four, right? He's four. Yeah, so you're not having super in-depth conversations about what's going on around
0: uh no, I'm not. Uh, me and him, we a lot of, we used to spend a lot of time at Chuck E. Cheese, Dave and Buster's. You know, a lot of me and him. And right now, he's more like, what's going on? Why can't we go to Chuck E. Cheese or hey, uh, uh, what, what, what? Let's go to Dave and Buster's. Let's go play Angry Birds at Dave and Buster's. And in my mind, I'm like, I we can't go right now. It's closed. And the other day, he asked me to go to jump jam- uh, trampoline park. I said we can't go. It's closed. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, how much you want to bet? <laughs> Uh, it's closed. I'm not even going to make no deal or anything. Let's just go see if it's open or closed. So we went to the trampoline park. He saw it was closed. He's like, okay, daddy, it's closed, you know? But pretty much, other than that, I haven't really explained to him what's really going on. It's just more of a he's kind of he, he does found, he just bummed out because he can't do
1: the fun things he used to
0: do. Correct. But he does kind of yeah. like sees things different. Like he's like questioning things. Like, why can't he go out? to certain places? Why can't he see certain people, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a four year old, really really hard to explain it to him. No,
1: I I have a four year old. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough to make them comprehend what the hell's going on. Um, Correct. Because half the time, I'm not even sure. Like, i don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what we can go to, I don't know why we can go to this one, but we can't go to that one.
0: Correct, <laughs> right? So what the, makes one like, good, what makes one bad? So we're like, you know, even we did a
1: we did a tour bus the not a tour bus the tour boat the other day. Um, we were mm-hmm. at uh, Grand Teton's in Wyoming, and so you got to take a boat over to the other side on the lake. And so they're doing social distancing and all. Um, oh, okay. So like, there's only there's only so many people on the on the boat, which it's not six feet. Um, <laughs> but then like we're all we're all like packed into this tight line waiting for the boat. Because yeah. there's way more people that can fit in there, so you're all just jammed like sardine cans waiting for the boat. I'm like. Just fill up the freaking boat. Like, we're already, like, within two feet of each other waiting because you can't put enough people on the boat to come across. It's like 150 people waiting to get on a boat. You're only putting, like, six people on a boat at a time. Just load that sucker up. We're already jammed together.
0: And, the, right, I mean, man. the kids
1: the kids were pointing that out. Like, why we're all just standing next to each other here. Why can't we just stand next to each other on the boat? Like, I don't know. It makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, but, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, same here. We went to... Uh... To water park down by uh by Columbus, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's kind of half half of uh, road to San Antonio, and we thought that we were gonna get a certain amount of people there. That thing was packed. Yeah, and we're like, whatever happened to well, full capacity? And you,
1: and you can't wear a mask near water because that's called waterboarding.
0: Correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Luckily, if you do go, if you do go to those places, ninety-nine point nine percent chance you're surrounded by people who just don't care about the wearing of the mask. So that's the only—you won't get like screamed and yelled at and become YouTube famous because you weren't wearing.
0: The mask.
1: <laughs> that's the, that's right. the only. That's the only positive that'll come
0: out. Do you personally wear a mask or no? What do you? Was your? Uh, set? We, we, we wear.
1: We wear them where we have to. Okay. Um, you know, there's. We're we're out we're on tours so we're outsiders everywhere we go.
0: Um, okay. So
1: I'm not lo- so I'm not looking to make a scene anywhere. Um, you know, if I'm standing next to somebody, we'll put it on. Um, you know, if they look nervous and they're wearing theirs, you know, if it's an older lady. You know, I'll just go ahead and throw mine up because I just wear my uh, my fishing gear where it goes okay. around your neck. And but cool. I had that stuff anyway because I'm a redhead and I get burnt easily. So <laughs> pull it up if you're near somebody. Um uh, you know, if someone has a rule, I'm. I'm not looking to make a scene or cause trouble or anything, but um, I don't like it for certain. <laughs> like the yeah. second I'm like, the second I'm not near anybody, I pull that thing down is um, I just, I don't enjoy it. So same. I do view it as, I do view it as a tremendous loss of freedom. Um, you know, I, I, I understand to an extent why they're doing it. Then at the big picture, I have no idea why they're doing it. It's why this is getting all the attention and so many other things are not getting the attention. Um, boggles my mind.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we're, we're
1: respectful.
0: That just tells you how
1: respect, much we're respectful of rules and and, and the, yeah. the, the towns that we're going to.
0: So. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, you know me personally, I do the same. Whenever somebody's around, I take it off. Uh, work at the moment, they're making us wear it. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, when there's a lot going on, uh, just take it down, and I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but. I need to. I need to, I need to get some air because the mask really does not allow you to breathe, especially when you're in tight places. Like you know, you try to get underneath yeah. tight places and try to, you know, tighten up a bolt or something. It's it's pretty hard. So I kind of break it down. Sure. I take it down as well. Yeah. And then we also
1: had COVID, so so we're technically immune to it, and we're carrying immunity. So because we were up yeah, in New York big. City we're we're up in. So, like, the need for us to wear it is not there. Um, but we were up in New York City in February uh, before COVID, like, happened and reached the U.S. And then when we left New York City two days later, they had their first case. And then we just had the first freaking flu. All five of us got it. Um, and, you know, lost the taste. And then uh, we didn't realize we had it until, like, two months later when it became a thing. We're like, oh, my gosh, we had all those symptoms. All the the, the medical people we talked to said we probably had um, I guess we don't know for
0: sure. I uh, like it's funny how you say that because uh, around January I felt the same thing. Like last week of January, I felt <laughs> sick, real like you said, same symptoms, everything. I usually I, I don't really get sick, but when I do, you know, I probably be in bed for for like a day or two. And that's yeah. how sick I felt. Uh, my partner, she she went, she got sick around the same time. She went to the doctor, uh, she she tested negative for flu and uh, I forgot what the other one, stre- strep throat. Mm-hmm. And she came negative for both and she's like, oh, I don't know what it is. And then like like you said, a few months later, she's like, oh, it was probably, it was probably yeah. that. There, there's a
1: lot of people who are suspecting that they had it before it was, you know, you can't see my hands here or it was quote unquote here. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of
0: It's stuff all stuff. been,
1: it's been a little surreal. It really has.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and then I was hoping this whole thing would be done by now. That's why we went on tour. We're like, man, this will, you know, two, three months, this will all be done, and then everything will open back up. So, we decided we'd just go, like, the middle of the country where things are less crazy. Because we originally were supposed to go up the East Coast, where, like, it's, like, the worst. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, we figured by now, we're actually supposed to go into Canada next week over to BAMP and the border's still closed. so We've scratched that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, this, it's it's all rearing up again. So, so not- we're gonna be going down. We are going to Texas. Uh, we're in Montana right now. Great uh, Glacier oh, yeah. National. And so we're looping across Montana, going to Minnesota, and then the Dakotas, I think Oklahoma, and then down to Texas for like late fall, early mm-hmm. winter. And so we'll be in Texas for about a month. Um, and then heading over to, like, New Mexico, Arizona, that area. Because uh, you got to ride the winter out where it's warm. Mm, okay. So so we will be down there. Anything I need to do while I'm down there? Any cool Anything things to see? You
0: know? uh, depending what you're into. I mean, I haven't really visited Dallas, to be honest. It was more of a Austin, San Antonio. Uh, there's a lot of cool things to do in Austin, you know. Like what? Nature, kind of more like you know, if you want to go kayak, uh, biking, kayaking, or um, you know, there's a couple rivers. Like the, there's a, you know, you want to want to go in the river, or you go tubing. is what they call it. Yep. You know. Now, can, you do, of, can you do
1: that in the winter?
0: Uh, nah. There's an indoor there's All an indoor right. water park in Dallas.
1: I'm gonna be there in the winter. Help me out for the winter.
0: Oh, for the winter. Don't tell me what <laughs> else
1: to do in the summer. I won't be there in the summer.
0: Oh man. Well, there's a water park in in the water park in Dallas, so
1: <laughs> Okay. But uh, Indoor water park.
0: Yeah. That ain't no fun that ain't.
1: What's the weather like down there in uh the, in the winter? Still
0: for us it's summer, man.
1: <laughs> oh, that's um, good. So I'm from I'm from Florida, like I'm used to we might get like two weeks of winter and there might be one or two days below freezing if, if that, um, oh, okay. and that's at night. So, I mean, during the days are still like, you know, fifties, sixties at the coldest. Um,
0: okay. yeah, we can so, get a little know, bit of just, that, but not, not like you say cold, cold, like lowest would be like 65. Oh, know? that's great. But, yeah. Uh, so that's what that,
1: And what city is that?
0: Uh Well, that would be here in Houston. Okay. That's how, like, pretty much that's, it gets hot out here, you know, pretty much in the winter. We we get winter, like, max It's like three weeks. And right. other than that, other than that, it'll will... be.
1: So what do I need to do near Houston? What's there to do come wintertime? You got any, like, national parks, state parks, anything worth seeing? Or just, I, I just need to go to the oil fields and give you a hand at work.
0: Uh, nah. Well, I'm more like an outdoor guy, right? Yes, I like being outdoors. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, eh, it's really not much in Houston. It's more of a city, you know. It's a lot of bars, you know, a lot of, you know. I'm not. I'm not taking my kids to a bar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's really not a lot of. I guess we're skipping Houston. Yeah, you, you skip Houston for a while. It's getting a little too. <laughs> it's getting too. Uh, crowded
1: over here so we we typically don't go to the big cities we stay like more remote areas like outside the city uh because that's where the state parks and national parks are usually some trails things like that but what i hate is like when we go on like a day hike or something and it's all pine trees you just see nothing but pine trees (laughs) it's like the worst hike in the world to me like like, i like it when you can see water when you can see like a waterfall or a stream or some rocks or cliffs or you know, maybe some different trees or, you know, some mm-hmm. different geography shapes or a canyon or, you know, pine trees suck. Yeah, that's, that's all Florida is, is pine trees. I've seen enough pine trees for my life. I don't need to see any more. Mm-hmm.
0: There is a, a place over there. It's called Conkent, Texas. It's south of, okay. it's south of uh, San Antonio. That is a nice place. They do have a, a park there. Uh, you know, they have a lot, you know, a couple of things you could do there, you know, of course, you got your trailer, but yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice place, man, especially in the winter. But it's kind of south of south of Texas, so it is kind of far.
1: We'll be heading to the south of Texas.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Conklin, yeah. Texas, would be a nice place to visit. It's a lot, real nice, it's a nice view. It's a nice park. Only thing is that uh, there's hardly any phone, cell phone reception over there. Can you hear that train? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know we had a train here. We do. Um, Con- okay, so we'll, maybe we'll check out, see where Concan is. Uh, I don't care about phone reception. We don't have it half the time anyway. Uh, that's good. So, like the whole time we were in Colorado, which was about three weeks, like zero reception, nothing. Oh, really? I, I couldn't do any podcasts. Uh, I couldn't do any podcasts. Luckily, we—I ended up going to a hotel for a night because I just had to like plan out all of our social media posts for, like the next month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I, I scheduled them all in advance because I just knew like we weren't going to have reception anywhere. So that's that was a,
0: best the best, thats the best way to do it now. Not
1: that's when good. you're trying to run an on—not when you're trying to build an online brand. It makes it very difficult to not be online. <laughs> kind of one of the key factors in the online. You, face. Yeah, you're
0: gonna, you're gonna have to go back to the old times get a satellite phone or something.
1: <laughs> no, they're I like those. <laughs> Um Usually I can, I can drive somewhere usually to find like the nearest town and I can usually get signal. I get somewhere yeah. like answer comments and things like that. Um, so it's not the end of the world, but um, I certainly prefer it when we do have it. Like here in Glacier, like we are in a, one of the, probably the most beautiful national parks in the country. And we're, like, in the town that's inside the uh, the National Park. And so we have – I'm on LTE right now. We have great signal.
0: That's, that's good. Well, yeah, that best of Best, best of nice
1: view, <laughs> Yeah, view's pretty
0: good here. This, well, you see
1: a lot of campers.
0: <laughs> but yeah, well, besides that, nice. besides that, it's better than than being in the middle with all the people, a lot of, a lot of traffic, a lot of houses, a lot of – walking and all that.
1: Yeah, we got we got away from people. That was our goal. We just we just went to the I guess some of the more remote areas of the country. That was if if cities are going to go crazy, then we'll just not go to cities. Just, I'll just go walk in the woods for the next year. I'll be good.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: It's actually been surprisingly more crowded than I thought it would be. I thought we were going to be out, you know, with no people anywhere. And, um, like every park, every RV park we go to is is uh, sold out in max capacity. Um, yeah. You know the trails we're going, there's people everywhere. Um, I don't think they're as busy as like a normal summer busy season, but um, mm-hmm. it's definitely it's definitely more crowded than I thought it would be. I Haven't had a barber in months. Do I need to cut my hair?
0: No. Nah, I'm looking man, at my. And
1: I'm like my beard's out of control. My hair's out of control.
0: Is is actually good to let your hair grow and beard grow? You know, Why you get? Because they say you get more connection to, you know, to yourself. You find yourself, you find your, your other side of you. You're like, you know, you you so people are so used to getting their hair cut, looking fresh and this. And then, like, when they let their hair grow and everything grow, they're like, all right, you know. They start more worrying about who they are and what they do versus how they look, you know?
1: So you're saying I'm turning into a hippie?
0: Nah, that's not I don't know what I said.
1: Yeah. That's easy advice uh, for a guy that's, Sitting there with a fresh cut.
0: I don't have a fresh cut, man. I've been letting my hair grow for that, a while. That that
1: that looks pretty fresh compared to this.
0: Uh, <laughs> I still don't look bad though.
1: Very good. Because it froze yeah. out on me, it's super hair. I have to wear a hat half the time. Otherwise, I look yeah. like bozo a clown. It just it, it gets height. Go back four or five years ago when you guys found out you were pregnant. Uh, was that something you guys were attempting to do was it a surprise were you excited about it nervous scared what was the what was the mentality there
0: uh, the moment I found out it was more of a surprise uh but it was also as a, like oh I was happy for it you know and I never mm-hmm. uh you know honestly never it never came across my mind my goal was to be thirty and you know have a kid right but then later on I was like wait Probably is this the time? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, it's one they say you got to, from my personal experience, I had to have a different perception of life, right? And not just be selfish and think about myself. Now it's more of a, I need to start looking out what I need to do next. What's my next step? Because now my, my decisions don't just go towards me. You know, I have somebody to look out to, you know? Sure like uh you know, luckily, I have my dad, so you know I wouldn't want to my kid not to have that, you know, how's your so, relationship with your dad? Uh pretty good you know we we still talk we still you know we you know we still have moments, you know, do
1: you guys live in the same town
0: yeah we I always get to see him you know okay cool. yeah we still we still got did you, good communication did you go
1: to- Did you grow up in a house with mom and dad, or was it just dad? Yes,
0: yes. Are they still together? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, you know, me personally, uh, I'm lucky enough to have both parents, you know, pretty much. You know, not a lot of people could say that, but, you know, growing up, I thought that was really common. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, as you get older... You see other people, you see other, you know, you interact with other people and then you're like, oh, well, my parents been separated since I was four, since I was six, you know, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Right. Right. But, you know, luckily I didn't get, I didn't have that. So.
1: That is nice. I I, I think that does help out. It's not a deal breaker by any means. I mean, I came from uh, uh, a divorce house. Uh, my, my parents split. I think my dad left when I was like six weeks old that he was always involved in my life like every other weekend things like that or custody wise uh, uh, but certainly I I grew up thinking that was normal like I it was abnormal when both parents were at home to me just because that's how I grew up yeah but, no, statistically it pays off tenfold if both mom and dad are at home raising kids so I mean that's just pure statistics when when you break yeah. up that home um, that's when you see the risk of, um, you know, criminal behavior, um, rapes, lower education, poverty, that stuff just skyrockets. And it's boring to get into the the actual data and statistics. uh, like, it's very tangible. Like you can can just see it clear as day. Uh, So yeah, try and keep that house together. That makes me wonder. So uh, you came from my house with mom and dad, and now you, uh, you said you're kind of married, kind of sort of married, common law married. Yeah. So, like, is there a plan? Is, is there a plan to get married? Obviously, you guys have a, uh, you know, the intent yeah. of a long term relationship. So,
0: what's the. I mean, obviously, right now, we're actually, we we're talking about that uh, last week. And yeah, the plan is to be married. Okay. You know, get everything. What are you waiting for? Uh, kind of, uh, how do you say? I don't know. I guess they say it's different. Me personally, I just. I just have, like, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, yeah, the kind of, once you're married, it's like, that's it, right? But it's not like that. It's just that I mean.
1: You, 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 you already said you you pretty much already are.
0: Yeah. Just, you're, me, just missing,
1: my, you're just I missing said, the paper.
0: Correct. correct I'm missing the paper and all that. It's just that, like, you know, I guess women I have a different view of, oh, yeah, I'm married you're married now. So it's like, I kind of, like, I own you in other words, but in my mind, I'm like, nah, it's not like that, you know? So it's like, you know, a battle, but I guess it's just, you know, part of growing up and part of mature- maturing in a way. Okay. And and right now, that's where I'm at right now. You know, of course, like I said, I'm 28. So now I see it's like, okay, now it's, you know, I already been through my young life. I already been through this, you know, we've been together for this long, you know, like you said, just make it happen. I'm yeah. not. There's no other reason when, why I shouldn't. So, right now at the moment, it's like, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Long. You guys have been together a long time. Yeah, man, it's been together. Like I said, we had quite a good ride. Like, it's been a lot of difficult moments. You know, not everything seems, you know, like you said, it's yeah. like every, you have your good just day like, down. You know, that.
1: That happens in marriage too.
0: Yeah. I mean, 100%. It happens in both. So, Yeah, well like you said, right now, I feel more comfortable and I feel more, uh, I guess, mature and wise enough to say, yeah, we're married already versus versus you used to ask me that like two years ago, three years ago. I'd be like, oh, no, right? But like you said, we've been long enough to know, yeah, we're already married. Like, technically, we're there for each other. I mean, she has my back. I have her back. You know, we all have the same goal, so...
1: Yeah, planning a future together, raising a kid yeah. together, living yeah. together. There you go. You just need the paper. It's the paper. <laughs> I'm not pressuring you.
0: No, nah, I know. I know. I mean, you're not the first one that's been telling me so. I've had conversations yeah. with a few uh few other people as well.
1: So that uh are your parents in on that conversation?
0: Uh yes, they do. It just they just don't bring it up as often. Cause they're like, just just do it whenever, you know, just do you, you know, they kind of don't, like right now recently, like, they don't really pressure me a lot of, a lot of things. Cause they're kind of like letting me fly. I guess you could call it like that. Mm-hmm. They're letting me do my own decisions. Like, well, that's one of the things about my parents that I'm really like, I like, they don't really like get too much into my life, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously if there's something like doing that's, wrong, yeah, that's like, a- even,
1: I think that's really good parenting, to be honest. Yeah. And like 100, like 100%. To not try and change because they already raised you, really. Now right. they're just kind of this stage of life. You're already a man. You're already, you're, you're in a long term relationship. You have a kid. Like for them to tell you what to do all the time, you know, they can be there for advice and counsel. But yeah, yeah. To, to try and force or dictate or mandate things at, at your age, it wouldn't even work. You'd probably do the opposite just because it piss you off or, or because it just feels wrong, you know?
0: Correct. That's how it would
1: be with me. Like if my my mom or father were try and tell me something and told me I had to do it. I'd probably do the opposite. Just to...
0: a <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. So luckily, and and I'm saying it like that because I have friends and I have a couple of family members that they do that to them, and, and you know, I always tell everybody, you live your life however you want to live it, because you know, everybody, every individual has their own has the right to live the life how they want to live it. But later on, don't be like, how do you say this? Don't come at me crying about your problems and stuff like that because you're allowing to do that. Like the other day, my cousin was saying, go like, oh, how her mom wants to control life. I'm like, yeah, because you never put a stop to it. You never put your foot down and say, you know what? This is my life. You're already, she's older than me. And I'm like, you need to make decisions upon your own, you know, whatever you think is right. You know, yeah. but... Like you said, you know, it comes to a point where you have to, um, you have to learn when the parent, like you said, you, you they erased this. They know we know what's right or wrong, and from now on, whatever decision we make is upon us, not them.
1: That
0: yeah. yeah, feels. I feel strongly. You get like, you get like, that twelve, fifteen to the eighteen year
1: mark, and then, uh, you know, what you taught is what you taught. You know, you're there. You're there to kind of a uh, shoulder of to lean on. Beyond that, you've already raised them, you know. Yeah. So now it's time for them to man up or, or woman up and go live their life.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: So, and I think I think we're missing a lot of that because a lot of a lot of you know, eighteen year olds, they're, they're still staying home. They're still relying on mom and dad. Can't cook and clean. Can't you know get their own insurance or handle their own finances. You know, they're they're so dependent on mom and dad where uh, you know, it's like it's like they're still a child.
0: Correct. So like uh, like like on that view, like it's funny how you say chores and stuff. i was reading a thing that said that this guy said he doesn't pay his kids to do chores, but he, because that's a that's something that each individual has is responsible to do, right? Sure. So what he does is he he makes them read books to teach him with a skill trait or a skill and that's how he pays them. Like, do you think his point of view is more accurate? Which I agree, you know?
1: So so he pays them for a reading book
0: He, he pays them if he learns a new skill by reading a book. So meaning.
1: So, so they read like a woodworking book and then you bring them like a a a bear made out of wood. You'll pay him for that?
0: Correct. He gives him money for that, but he won't give him money. He won't give him money if he does his chores, Mm -hmm. meaning he'll clean his, you know, make his bed, clean his dishes, or throw it in the trash. And and that's, that's, it was when I read that, when you said, like, chores and stuff like that, like, it came to my mind right now because you know, when I was growing up, they're like, okay, do your chores. Uh, here, you go throw away the trash, you know, you cut the yard, okay? You get like 20 bucks allowance. So that kind of, he, what he's trying to say is like, you kind of um, mentoring your kid, that he's gonna have to work for a job when when he can learn a skill and pretty much make that his job. Like, you know, make that skill evolve and pretty much, you know, have have better chances I, out there.
1: I, I don't think that's a bad philosophy at all. Um, I think kids that don't like to read—that's going to be a struggle for. So his kids probably, and you know, their personalities and their mindsets are—they're probably more of a reading family. Um, I think that'd be a struggle for some families, but yeah, I, um, my opinion is I don't think chores need to be paid for. I mean, there's just certain things you do because we're all a family and we we, we take care of the house together. Um, uh, but if there's things that are above and beyond, you know, they, they're like. I don't know, re, redo the garden or something like that, or, you know, deep clean, you know, detail my truck or something like that. I don't mind paying for that kind of stuff, but yeah, brush your teeth and, and take out the trash and do the dishes and, and make, clean up your room. There's just things we all do as a family. We all pitch in and, and, and keep the house in a good order, uh, but I do like the idea of paying to read. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that at, at all. Um, I just think some kids hate to read and some kids love to read and, um, some kids are motivated by money. Some kids are not motivated by money. So, uh, no, I, I think it's smart, but I don't think it's going to work for every kid. So just kind of, kind of navigate those C's and figure out uh, uh, what's what and what works for your kid. Yeah, I, you know, I think kids that are. I, I have one kid that's super entrepreneurial, and you know, we'll uh, we'll hone that as as, as best I can because that's my natural my natural style as well. Um, but you know, if the other ones, I wouldn't force the other ones that way um, if they didn't want to. But if they do, okay. you know, I'll kind of figure out what their talents and skills are, kind of help get them there. I'm not going to make them all entrepreneurs and try and force it that way just because I was and that was my talent. Um, but if they all three turn out that way, great. It's something I can easily teach, so it'd be <laughs> certainly easier yeah. for me. But you know, you know, we'll, we'll we'll just kind of play that as it comes. They're all pretty young. Uh, none of what's really dictated a career path we want to so, do. You know, it, it, my, for my stick year old, it's changed every town we go to. And when he learns something cool, I mean, it's changed every town we go to. You know, first he's going to be an archaeologist because we find some really cool dinosaur bones. And then he's going to be a magician. And then he's going to be a skydiver. And then he's going to be a boat tour guide. I mean, there's, there's, he doesn't know. Yeah.
0: So, yeah that's good. That's good at least he, you know, he has his mind out there busy besides just, you know, yeah. besides just being like uh for example, I'll be seeing a lot of kids over here just on their tablets or you know mm-hmm. phones and like that's one of the things that I can I'm really big on. I don't really like my kid to be on a phone or a tablet. I like him to be mm-hmm. more of a hands-on, you know, get 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 yourself out there, get dirty, you know, go run, you know, do do something a kid will do, will, what I would do when I was younger, you know. So why do you feel that way? Uh, I just feel that way because from my personal experience, like I've seen him be more engaged whenever he's doing physical stuff versus just sitting there on a tablet and either, you know, yeah, some videos, they might teach you how to do one, two, three, but I think he's more engaged whenever I teach him. Like for example, to count uh-huh. his numbers or or letters, you know. And also too like when he's out there playing, I feel like he he's learning more stuff in my opinion. You know, so do you do you, do you notice any behavior changes
1: when he's on a screen a lot versus when he's not? Does he act any differently?
0: Uh, for me, he personally when he's when he's like in in the tablet, because his mom lets him be in the tablet, and I don't like it, he kind of, like, <laughs> he, he kind of, like, to so he, like, zones out sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Versus when he's, like, physically playing or doing nothing, he stays active the whole time. He doesn't, like, he's like, hey, daddy, let's play. Okay, let's play, you know, let's play ball. Let's play catch. Let's play something. Like, he's always wanted to do something physical. Okay, hey, look, one, two. He, then he starts counting his numbers. Let's go count. And I'm like, I count with him. So he's more he interacts with me more, right? And he yeah. when he when he was growing up uh, he had like a, he had to go to speech therapy according mm-hmm. to to the specialist because he wasn't really talking as much. But I blame that on the in my personal experience I blame that on the tablet because whenever whenever I there was a time I didn't allow him to use no electronic devices for two weeks. He was, he was talking more. He was pointing things out. You know, he'll say his colors, and then we go back again. The the tablet came back, and then I see him going back again, starting all over. Like he had trouble saying a couple words. He was struggling. He was like, stuttering a little bit, and then I was like, okay, it's just what I think, right? I'm not an expert, but I just think it's what I observe. No, you're a real world case study. Yeah, yeah and I paid attention to everything that he would do. So I was like, okay, maybe we're gonna put that away and let's see how it works. So, you know, like I said, I tried I tried both ways. I took it off two weeks, it worked fine. And then to now it's like, you yeah. can only use it for like an hour, that's it.
1: Yeah. No, that's smart. I mean, if you're noticing, you know, really easy to measure differences, you're, you're doing the right thing. Um, we noticed behavior changes pretty significantly. Um, especially like if it's rainy or something like that, they're on their tablets or TV a lot more. and You know, they're just, they're, they're a lot more short tempered, at least my kids, uh, a lot more easily agitated. You know, they kind of get more of a fuzzy brain. You got to repeat things more often to them, um, kind of zone out a little bit more. Um, you know, they don't listen as well, a lot brattier, uh, versus when we've been out in the woods for, you know, five, six, seven days at all. They're, they're almost on the point. It's <laughs> like you, you've, you wonder how you raise such good kids. Like, man, these kids are freaking awesome. Then we go back yeah. to the RV in a couple of days with a tablet and you're like, who are these monsters? So, yes. no, I, I get it. And that might not be the same for every kid.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely know this. Like you did, measurable,
1: measurable difference.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I, I was never born on, I was never raised with tablets or phones, right? I was more of a, let's go outside. Yeah. Let's- let's play ball let's let's ride the bikes let's play baseball you know it was more of an active person of course you know once once the sun went down then there was time to go home but sure. other than that there was no really no technology internet was only available to those who could afford it at that time and yeah. me per me personally I'd never you know up to this point I'm really not. I try to stay as much as I can with from the phone, but other than that, you know, I still try to, I like reading, you know, I like buy a couple books every now and then, but other than that, it's just staying off the phone as much as I can. Yeah, I I wish
1: I could do that. Um, every year that goes by, I'm more and more consumed by this thing. I'm staring into it right now. I have been for the last hour. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's yeah. so much a part of my life. And it does everything. It's like, it's all my communications, uh, whether it's email or social media or phone. Um, it's, you know, it's where we keep all our documents. You know, I access everything. You know, I scan all the receipts in there. Um, all our investments, you know, it's on an app. You know, all our banking's on an app. Um, even controlling this RV behind me, everything's on an app. So, I mean, uh, you know, all, all of my maps are on an app. You know, it's, it's everything. Uh, so, I find myself staring at this thing all the time. But uh, I don't enjoy, but it's kind of become more and more reality. I'm just waiting for them to come up with a chip they stick in our eyeball and we just see it.
0: <laughs> well, I think they're already kind of working on that. I think. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't think doubt it. it. Yeah, it's halfway there. You know, Ellen Musk is really coming up with some good high tech stuff. So I was looking at one. He has uh solar city. I guess that's what he's gonna call it. Like nothing but solar panels. Like. Literally, the whole city is gonna be controlled with solar panels. I was like, I did not know that. That's kind of, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of like interesting at the same time, you know.
1: So, what does that mean? The whole city is gonna be controlled. That's just how they're generating their power.
0: Correct. The whole city is gonna be generated by solar panels.
1: So, how are they gonna do? It? They're just gonna stick it on everybody's roof, whether they like it or not.
0: No, he's gonna make. Uh, according to to what I was reading, he's gonna make. He's gonna have a whole his home like. Own land or however many acres he has. Oh, he's gonna
1: is he it. doing this? Is he He's doing this for his factory? Correct. So he's in a college. He's in
0: a college.
1: So he's probably putting it on the roof of his own massive factories.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's going to have everything oh, already God. set up. And I'm just like, yeah, that guy has, a, you know, he has a lot of imagination in his mind. I'll tell you what.
1: Um, so, so I don't follow him a lot. I, I know of him and a few things about him. I, I know he's a genius at getting the government to subsidize his projects.
0: <laughs>
1: he's so freaking smart. Um, I've never had that kind of leverage or ability to do that because everything I do is small time. Um, but it's it that kind of stuff amazes me. Trump did the same thing. I, I was just watching a documentary they put out on Netflix, and he got like, freaking was it? A few hundred million dollars in tax breaks on like one hotel over like fifty years or something like that
0: the yeah.
1: The, yeah the ability so, for yeah. some of
0: these guys to,
1: to get the government to cover the cost of their project, and then the government's a built stupidity in saying yes uh, with with tax dollars
0: hey, Close my God. Mind. I, you know when you have that that mentality, you, you know the right people and you need move some some chips around and
1: I admired listen, I admired the business skill and acumen takes that stuff off. Uh any amount of risk it takes as well. Uh, at the same point, man, those are tax dollars. That pisses me off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like uh wasn't Amazon uh was it tax free? Was it this year or last year?
1: Yeah. They all do it. That uh yeah, that H two headquarter two, whatever it was mm-hmm. Anytime any of those big companies build something to move somewhere, they, they get they get massive incentive.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's like, you know, when you start breaking that down, you like like start getting amazed, like what? How they can just do that, you know? Yeah, so like that, I, I admire the talent for them to pull that off. Uh, I just
1: hate the stupidity of the, the elected officials for uh, doing it. <laughs> so, as a taxpayer, if, if, yeah. if I was the business owner, totally different opinion.
0: So. Sorry that's right. a he, taxpayer here yeah hey, you can go be along with them and be like yeah no tax tax free dude if I was building
1: a $30 million building I'd try and get $10 million worth of credit still I,
0: I appreciate you coming on have a good night alright you too man thank you All right. yeah.